Welcome to Real Football Matters Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about all things underneath the football pyramid. So grassroots football all the way up to non-league football. We'll be having some great guests on, talking about their passion for the game, why they got involved, how they got involved, hopefully some funny stories, things that'll make you smile along the way. But more importantly, it's about the people. The people that that, that feel football is their passion, is their uh, go-to escape, is their thing that they look forward to, that they work all week for the weekend, looking forward to it. That's They're the sort of people we want on the show. We're hearing from lots and lots of people like that. My name's Peter Gray. I'm the host of the podcast. I'm the chairman of a uh, amateur football club uh, from grassroots kids' teams all the way up to uh, an open-edge team. Lots of friends and, and contacts in the non-league game too. So we'll be hearing from all those sort of people. Um, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Hopefully you'll keep tuning in and telling other people about it. Enjoy the podcast. We welcome Wayne Salkeld onto this podcast. Wayne is the chairman of Curzon Ashton Football Club. Great club, doing some great things. It was really interesting to chat with the chairman, some of the challenges that they face, some of the growing pains, some of the things that they're looking to achieve as a football club. But what we what we hear from Wayne in this is that Curzon are absolutely at the heart of the community. Um, and there's some really interesting stories. We talk about what may be happening with the the season if, if and when it ever ever starts, never mind what they're gonna do about finishing this one and how they deal with that. Um so very up to the up to the minute chat um during during lockdown. I really enjoyed talking to Wayne. He was really, really good guy, really generous with his time, uh, great character. I enjoyed it. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, so a very warm welcome to Wayne from uh, Curzon Ashton. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Wayne. No problem. Thanks for having me. Um, it's nice to talk about football. Absolutely. Well, we're not playing much of it at the moment, so all we can do is uh, talk about it. And there's plenty to talk about, obviously. And I think uh, both of us can, can talk for England. I think we were chatting uh, when we were setting the podcast up, so yeah. so we'll give that a go. Um, bit of a different one for me because the podcast, most of the podcasts we've done has been with sort of managers. Uh, various clubs, so it's it's great to have a, a fellow chairman on and talk. Have this high-powered chairman talk that probably no one else may may understand, but will hopefully some of it will make sense to most people out there. And of course, I'm not as on edge. I'm more relaxed tonight because managers are usually sort of, and you'll be the same. Managers sat in front of you, always asking for you're frightened one of them's going to ask for something or some money. Yeah. Or they're always asking players. for money. Yeah, always, always asking for money. <laughs> so we can have a nice relaxed, uh, relaxed yeah. chat where yeah. talk about. And talk about Curzon, who are, who are a fantastic club, a great club. I know they're doing some great stuff, which I know you want to talk about uh, during the podcast. Um, but the podcast, the premise of the podcast is all about people um, who are involved in football below the league, um, the AFL level and the passion and, and, and all the frustrations, the good bits and the bad bits that's all, that all come with that. And there's yeah. plenty of both, isn't there, at this, at this level. So um, we want to hear about you. We want to hear about sort of your journey into football Mm. Um, and what, what continues to drive you in football. So if we could start with where you got involved in, in football and particularly with Curzon and the journey, because I know yeah. you didn't come in as chairman, so that'd be interesting for everyone to hear about. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I first started, um, you know, just playing football generally, you know, with my mates and football, and then um, not a bad level, but, you know, not the level what Curzon are at, obviously, but I did enjoy it. And then 
my next step was to go into coaching. So I started to be um, secretary um, at Ashton United Juniors. And um, cool. and then what happened there was um, it started to go a bit flat at Ashton in terms of like the, the lot of teams were disbanding. And then there were a parent who went to Curzon, who I knew, who collected all my subs at the time. Because uh, there were not a, no, no technology in them days. It were all cash, you know, subs, yeah. paying subs and all that. So um, she said, Wayne, we, we, we're trying to do something at Curzon, or they are trying to do something. They want people who are enthusiastic, who want to come down and try and create something. And by that time, I knew that Curzon were, were going through a new ground. Uh, uh, but Ashton United were involved with that, but they didn't set the, the, the they didn't set the, the ground sharing side of it. So Curzon took it on their own and moved into the ground in 2004-2005. So, but leading up to that, in two, when I joined, uh, we had like uh, 90 kids at the club, uh, and we wanted to build on that. Uh, and now, um, from this day now, we've probably got one of the biggest junior setups in uh, Greater Manchester with uh, over 300 kids, girls and boys. So it's quite Amazing. impressive what we've done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and what year? What year was that? Way when did that? When did that happen? How long ago was that? So so basically, the the the, the 90 kids we had at, at, at Curzon when was when I went there in 2001, yeah. and yeah. then when we went yeah. to the new ground, obviously. In two thousand four, two thousand and five, when we opened it, yeah. obviously we we I think we might have been about hundred and thirty, hundred and forty, uh-huh. and then we've just since then built them, built and built the club in terms of junior side, what uh-huh. I were involved in, and um, we we we've got like over three three hundred girls and boys now, which is fantastic, oh, and we've worked yeah. so hard, and there's some some people still at the club who've been there with me from the beginning. Uh, and I feel really proud that we we we've done that in the, with the, especially the junior sides. Yeah, no, it's, it's a real testament because presumably if you've got people there that from the beginning, obviously, because the journey you often get with people in football clubs is they come in with a with generally a, their own kid or yeah. you know, a family member, yeah. and then follow that journey through to whatever level they, and then go and then leave. So yeah. you've obviously got people that have stayed in and around yeah. that setup. Yeah. So then then obviously I started to like run the juniors, and then I got. I got involved with the reserves at Curzon, where I run probably a three, three, four season, I think, with with Dave Jones, who was the manager at the time. I was I was like the first team coach, sorry, the reserve team coach, and then um, you know still doing the juniors as well. So I was doing Saturday Sundays, you know, with the juniors and and the, and the reserves. It, it was great. I loved it, and then and then I, I started a new challenge was. Um, I started to run um, or be part of the ladies setup, uh, which was very challenging at the time. But at the time, we Curzon was like one away from the elite playing Arsenal ladies. But we used to play Leicester, we used to play Aston Villa. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we used to travel all over. And, and I, I, I was the coach with our present manager now, which is Mark Bradshaw. So right. you know, so that was a from coming from men's football to ladies football. It was a, it was a, you know. It was a great experience, and uh, and as we know, that ladies' football and girls' football have have come on and on and on, and part of our junior setup, we've probably got about six, seven girls' teams now, so there's a pathway for for everybody at the club, not only just the boys, but for the girls now, and we've got a great ladies' section now, so 
we just built and built as we've gone on, and we we feel really proud of Curzon that we've done that. Oh, so and so you should. And, and what sort of what's driven that growth? Has it been you know a little bit of success brings more people to it? Or have you gone out to recruit? Or, no, no. I think I think one of one of the the pulling points is our facilities. You know, yeah. um, as you as you you can imagine. Um, in, in our area, there's a lot of competition with, with clubs, which it affects the first team more than the juniors. But we 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 got a, we established ourselves as a junior setup, and you know uh, in the area, and and that's brought some players to the first team as well. Um, mm-hmm. So really, it's it's been really good in terms of developing that side of the club. So our first team thrive as well in terms of, of, of creating new players. And not yeah. only just for the first team men, but for the first team women as well. So yeah. it's been absolutely brilliant what we've done uh, as a club to do that. But the pulling point was the success we have with the juniors uh, and how the teams were. Plus, it was the facilities as well and what we were doing. So it was brilliant. Fantastic. So that was so. You, so you've obviously done well for the club in terms of growing that. Yeah, that junior section, both yeah. boys and, and and girls, and yeah. the women. So that's all going well, and you're still yeah. he- you're, at this stage. You're what you're heading up the junior section, were you then? Still, yeah, yeah. I'm still chairman of that section. Still, even though I'm ah, chairman okay. of the football club. So, because um, I feel passionate about me, my grandson there is there now. He's a goalkeeper. So, uh, me me my daughters. You've I'm not got a grandson, Wayne. Looking at you now on the I know, mate. I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. You know, it, it's great, and and, and obviously, my son, who's part of the, the the first team set up in terms of the coaching set up, Jack, he's he's been there since he was six year old. So, and he's twenty six now. So, yeah. you can imagine, you know, the the story we've had. Oh, the, the, you know, it's a good story that, you know, we've we've come through, and it's a family thing. You know, we all part of it in in our family. Uh, because obviously I've got no choice with me being at the elm. <laughs> yeah, still the chance to get to see you probably, but like yeah. exactly as you know. I mean, my wife, yeah, yeah, my wife Louise, she was the same. She started coming watching turn because it was a, a only chance to see you at the weekends. But now and then exactly. she got fed up with it. So you know, but, and listen, <laughs> and we forget about our wives, and yeah. you know, we you've got to have a good wife in in this um, in in this environment in terms of right running a football club because yeah. you know it's like. You know, it's like we've been in this lockdown now. I mean, you do think about a few things. You you do appreciate things. You know what you've probably not seen for a long time. So, so yeah. But you've got to have a good woman uh, behind you if you've got a, if you if you're out if you're out that Cer- many hours and I. Cer- you know, certainly, you know. an understanding and patient one, definitely without without question. Talk about lockdown. I mean, my my missus was was delighted um, when the lockdown started because. I was yeah. at home all the time, and that lasted about four or yeah. five days, I think. And then she was fed up me again, so she's desperate yeah. to get back yeah. out. And... Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, my progression then was, um, you know, the 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 board seen my, um, you know, with everybody else, but they seen how enthusiastic I was, and then I got invited on the board uh, right. as a director, uh, and then um, spent two or three years on the board, and then. Uh, I got promoted or asked to, to become uh, vice chairman, which was obviously our chairman was Harry Twamley, who founded the club in 1963, uh, who's still right. with us now as our financial director. Right. Uh, and then he said, 
he, he come up to me, he said, Wayne, you know, uh, everyone's doing a great job, but I, I want to stand down a little bit, you know, still be involved, but I'd like you to become chairman of the football club, which I was very honoured. And, and obviously, then we appoint, then obviously he asked Jimmy to, Jimmy Newell, who's, who's our vice chairman, who me and Jimmy work closely, uh, as well as the other board members. So we felt honoured that someone like Harry who founded the club were trusting us to run the football club uh, yeah. because we, we, me and Jimmy have been with the club. Jimmy's been a bit longer than me, but we've been to the club for, for all these years and, and, and we feel honoured and proud that I've become chairman and he's become vice chairman and we're, we're, we're a good team with, with the rest of the board members. Yeah, you're right. I understand that feeling. It is a feeling of pride, isn't it, when you're asked to sort of be the sort of figurehead and, and also custodian yeah. um, of, of a football club as chairman. And, and I mean, we, at Turton, where, where I am, we, we're the oldest club knocking around, certainly our area, oldest club in Lancashire. And, yeah. and you do feel a sort of real sense of responsibility, don't you? Yeah. To uh, that, that, that you're, the, you're the man at the, at the sort of helm of that. So I, yeah. I can understand I think, I think, I think that feeling story, of pride you got. Yeah, I think the story as well, because Harry founded the club, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's big shoes to fill, you know, in yeah. terms of like, you know where Harry started it as a Sunday Sunday school club, and then become, uh, you know, uh, the, the level that we're at now, National yeah. League North, and yeah. and we we feel really proud that we're we're at this level, and uh, so so taking over that mantle. Um, and what what year was that then? When everyone was always oh, that to cover that became chairman. You, you, this is my first season as as, as right, chairman. Okay. Well, right. half a season. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it was. You know, it's been a bit of a disappointment that we didn't finish the season, and, uh, yeah. and uh, because obviously what's happened with uh, the uh, the virus and everything like that, so yeah, we're a little bit disappointed. But you know, we're happy to you know um, go again in this league next season. And how, how did this season, how was this season going? How was your first season as chairman? Then? Was it any different as last season as vice chairman? Or was, well, no, I mean, I mean, we, 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 we always set out ourselves to, you know, do the best we can in this football league because obviously there's a lot of uh, restraints in, to, in terms of financial. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of clubs in this league with, with big um, history in terms of, who were playing like Yorks, the Herifords, ex-league clubs, yeah. Chester's, you know, who have got some, you know, really big budgets towards ours. Uh, and what we do is we, 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 we fight ourselves every year to, you know, fighting relegation really a lot of the time, you know, but, you know, but our ambition is, is to move up the table, you know, when, when you know, but the budget, uh, Sort of, as you know, being a, another a chairman, is that budgets, you know, get you the top players. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, ticket level, you lads are. I mean, we're nowhere near that at Turton. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it. Obviously, speak to yeah. lads in and around that level, and it's yeah. and it's quite frightening, really. Some of it, isn't it? I mean, your yeah. manager will probably come in and, and want a player, and some of the money at that level's yeah, mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that'll change now, though. I think. With this, um, with this uh, COVID nineteen, I think players and and, and chairmen's of, of and, and clubs, uh, I don't think they'll be able to afford all these big wages uh, for a long time now because, you know, it's like us. You know, since 
the lockdown, we've we've lost all our um, streams of income in terms of um, we have all our functions, the weddings, birthdays, you know, in our function room. Uh, so they've all gone. With the hire of the three G, which is, you know, makes us a lot of money. So yeah, all the income streams have gone. Uh, yeah. So now it's about sort of like, you know, well, it's surviving really in terms of like, can we move forward again next season in terms of this in this league? So we're working tirelessly of how we can do it, and but like anybody else, we don't know when that's going to be. No, I certainly think there's going to be changes and clauses going into contracts and stuff, isn't there? About oh, yeah. you know, this sort of situation happening again. I mean, nobody's you can't plan for this sort of stuff going yeah. on, can you? It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's but crazy. Sorry, one thing we did though, when this um, we actually got all our players and we actually spoke to him and we said to him, Listen, you know, um, we, we, we want to support you, and uh, you know, we, we did we did get the payments, what the you know honoured the contracts and uh, so they, they've all been um, paid up now and uh, and we, you know they're, they're happy with that because we, we obviously want you to you know honour them contracts uh, but like we said you know we don't know when it's starting again and we've just got to you know reevaluate everything and um, see what budget we can give the manager next season mm, yeah no it's uh... It's so difficult, and it almost feels like it's forgotten about, isn't it? At that at that level, you know, they're still talking about mm. what's going on with the Premier League and EFL and stuff. But but I think the finances hit harder at your level. They've got to because they've, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you know, it's all right. Because there's a knock-on effect on sponsorships and mm. you know and everything like that. I mean, end of the day, you know, the, the sponsors they'll be in the same financial strain if their businesses haven't been running or whatever. So yeah. we know. It's going to be difficult um, trying to obtain them, um, but we have got, we have got some fantastic sponsors at our football club. Uh, a lot of lot of loyal people who've been with us a long time. So, yeah. listen, you know we'll we'll be grateful whatever we get next season. And yeah. uh, and if it you know if if we don't get the sponsors, what we'll, we'll just have to keep plugging away and trying to get new ones. And that's yeah. what we do at Curzon. You know we might. We might be not the biggest club, but one thing we've got at our football is a, a, a really big art, and that's yeah. what it's about. And some, some loyal people around, and if you've got yeah. people that have been around, yeah. you know, from when the club was founded and stuff, that, that generates that sort of family feel. Yeah. You've just described how, how all your family um, are involved yeah. in, in, around the club at every level. So, yeah, that, that family feel will pull it back together when it all yeah. when eventually this madness starts lifting and... Yeah, and I think every function room in the in in the country probably is going to be booked out solid for. Yeah, isn't it? Because everyone's desperate to have little get-togethers and parties and stuff. The, the one the one thing we 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 have at the club is a community club. We're a community club. We're not, you know, all right. Then there is a lot of clubs in, in, in everywhere who've got a good community uh, spirit, but you know we do a lot in the community. But I just want to touch on, um, you know, when this happened. You know, obviously, I told you about the junior setup, but so yeah. what we said is with this, uh, the parents of the, the obviously they pay a subscription every month, and we said yeah. to we said to each parent, listen, you know, um, you don't have to pay your subs. We understand the circumstances. Uh, just cancel your direct debits. But you know, I, I, we we looked the other day, and it's probably about 75, 80 percent of people still paying. And you know, and I can't thank them enough. 
you know, because that them sort of things keep the club going, you know, and help us because yeah. you know it's still paying for the the 3G. It's still paying for the sinking fund of the club in terms of like when that surface wants uh, renewing in 10, 15 years time. We you know we we have to have that to to get a new surface. So you know it all it, that all brings it all together. That you know, and I feel I feel proud of that. Yeah, well, I was just going to say you should feel proud of that because people only do that because they feel bond, they feel a bond yeah. and an affiliation and a love uh, and support for the for the club. So they wouldn't do that. Had you as a club and you as the chairman, Harry, before you you know engendered and and built yeah. up that. And it's at times when you know you 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 don't want them to come the tough times, do you? But it's the tough times where you find out you know that yeah. the real sort of strength behind people and and, and businesses yeah. and in your case a football club. So that's really really you know heartening to hear that you've got got that still yeah. going on and I mean what, what's your what's your feeling on when football will start again at, at, at your level there is there any indications coming through from anywhere no I mean with the the problem we've got is that our I mean you probably know um, our league um, stopped about four or five weeks ago I think yeah. yeah four weeks ago and obviously you know but then the the FA or the league have to decide how that league's going to be finished. Yeah. So, if you're in the playoffs, top two, bottom three, whatever, you know, so they have to decide how that's going to be, be done. So, yeah. so that's going to be difficult because what you've got to remember is the National League, then you've got National League North and then South, is that the National League, obviously, have relegation and promotion to the EFL. So, mm. so there is a lot of big, there's a big knock-on effect, but yeah. you know, so you know they have to sort it out or try to sort it out because is it null and void? Is it points per game? There's all sorts of scenarios, and you know the number of emails we I've been involved in in terms of what's been going round and everything. So I, f- I feel sorry for these clubs, especially the ones who who are in promotion. It's a lot of money, you know, if you're going yeah. from. The National League into EFL, you know, um, I feel sorry for them sort of clubs. Even the ones in our league who've worked hard to get where they are in terms of, you know, it was York and King's Lynn at, uh, when it finished. So, yeah. so that, you know, York City, you know, a massive big club, they were just going to go into a new ground. And, you know, it, and King's Lynn, who, who, who first time in this league, you can imagine what they're going through because I'd, I'd be certain like that if I was chairman of that football club, I'd be absolutely yeah. devastated. You know, yeah, and, uh, such a, I mean, some some of these clubs, and you look at a club, for example, like you know South Shields there that have, that have mm. throwing money at, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, overspending, but with a with a plan behind it, if you know what I mean, to to, yeah. to get up. So you do that, and you think that we'll we'll spend yeah. to get up, and they were, they were clearly going to get up. Um, and then all this happens. You can understand them being so so upset, and, and, and there's other clubs, isn't there, all over the country that have probably yeah. done similar. Northwest County's level, yeah. you know, your yeah. level, you know, yeah. it's it's everything in it. You know, it, it, it's a knock-on effect because you uh, know, if you spend money on if you spend money on on uh, ground grading stuff, you know, so forget you know player budgets and all that sort of stuff. If you yeah. spend you know a lot of money yeah. on the basis to to try and get up into another division, yeah, it's just. I mean, have you? As chairman then of a, of a club in that at that level, has there been any consultation with with clubs with chairman as to what they would prefer, to, i.e. points per game, or is it just yeah, going to be, I mean, be handed the, down to you? The, the, there's a the, we had a vote of 
who wanted to start the season and finish it off. And the vote was lost. They want everybody wanted to finish the season. So, uh, so but they've still got to sort it out, you know. And uh, uh, you know, good luck to them, you know. But you know, I, I do feel for them. I do feel for these clubs, especially the ones who who were pushing for promotion, and uh, because whatever happens, they'll have to sort the financial side out because. They were going to rely on going into that league and getting the, the, the money what they're entitled to to go in that league. Because, yeah. you, you know, it's a lot of money, you know, from going from the National League North to the National League and vice yeah. and, and, and like going to the National League to 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 the EFL and like South Shields going, you know, from that league to our league. You know, yeah. again, sponsorship, the money you get is, is, is quite incredible. The jump is quite yeah. incredible. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's sort of cut runs and things like that, that that would have made people money that were just stopped as well, weren't they? I was talking yeah. to on the podcast with uh, with Steve Cunningham Cunny. He was saying that their little talk, little they weren't little, they were good, fantastic cut runs. They had a cone, sort sort of probably protected the, the club going into this. Had they not had those yeah. cut runs, there's, there's obviously teams that haven't had those that um, will be in a, yeah. in a tricky, yeah. a tricky he likes spot. Mentioning but, them, uh, doesn't he? he likes mentioning them cut runs, Steve, doesn't he? He's mentioned him once or twice. He, to be fair, he mentioned everything once or twice. But yeah, he was. Uh, he was <laughs> no, no, but he was, no, he was, he was, he was a know, great guest. But but them that them are the things you know. What, I remember when we had our cut run. You know, you, you, they're they're unbelievable, and you, you cherish them memories. And but it's 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 getting promoted as well, isn't it? Winning the league or winning a playoff or whatever. You know, you, them are the ones. You know where. You, you, you go up a, a league and you and, and you try to fight with the big boys and you know and and these clubs are not going to have that unless they saw it. I don't, I, don't I don't understand why they can't make the decision sooner or later. At least everybody knows what's happening because they made the decision to null and void the season, mm. now, haven't they? Mm. Or have, have they made yeah. that? Your, yeah, yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that decision's made. I thought it was. Um, so why can't they just make the decision? Why keep everybody hanging on? And and in some cases, like you say, if they're going to promote clubs. What they're going to do next now? They work the budget budgets out and, and, and stuff mm. like that. So I just don't get why they can't. Mm. What's, what's well, they good, they, what's they the, can't do that. Whereas we we can start at least preparing because we know we are in this league, you know. <laughs> uh, but again, it goes back to the point is when when will football ever start again? Personally, I don't think it'll start till end of September. You know, yeah, maybe probably. later than that. You know, yeah. uh, so. You know, I think until we know when we're going to start, it's very difficult to to the for the manager to sort of like, yeah, he can go get players, but but it's he he needs to know his budget. And by now, we would have been telling our our manager how much money he'd be having next season. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, at this present time, until we can physically, we can have the meetings like we're doing now on Zoom or whatever. Uh, but the the, the 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 bottom line is is we have to get people in our club to get the money in. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a real. Uh, it is a real difficult one for so many clubs all over the country. It's not unique to anybody. We're all sort of facing the same problems, albeit on different different levels and yeah. different different implications and and stuff like that. But um, so just going back to to your sort of role in in Curzon, and obviously you mentioned a minute ago that. Or a few minutes ago, that you also look after the junior setup. Is that sustainable as a as, as a model within Curzon? Are you looking to sort of 
you obviously clearly enjoy that because that's what brought you to the club. Are you looking to continue that dual role or are you, yeah, are you trying yeah, to find I mean, the successor to that? Yeah, I mean, that work? The, I have really good people around the club in terms of the juniors. So it's it's about just like what we're doing as a, as a junior setup. Um, you know, making sure that the, 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 the juniors are getting the right quality of coaching in terms of what the, the parents are paying and it just things like that really like you making sure they get all the kits, getting everything like that on board. And we we've got some fantastic people who run the juniors uh, with with miss, with myself overseeing things and, and, yeah. and we get on really well. So it does come hand in hand that. Um, and and it's one thing I don't want to let go. And I know yeah. I know it sounds thinking that but I don't because at the end of the day that's where I come from and I don't want that to, I don't want to stop. And I think, you know, and but what we do is, is whatever, you know, like the first team, um, so that, that they play in the kit, the juniors play in the, the kit, you know, and it's just not going to affect like things like that really. But not with that, our pathway is a selling point because they, they can come in at, at five and they can be playing at our, with our first team or training with our first team, 16, 17, whatever, you know. Yeah. And we have, we have like, from under-sixes to under-16s, then they move to the youth team, which is we have two 17s and 18s, and then we have a first team, yeah? Uh-huh. We don't have any reserves. We feel uh-huh. that the quality or the potential is coming through our junior setup, and then when they get to 17 and 18s, I mean, I don't know if you know, or you, 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 I think you might have done some research, but, you know, our, our running the FAU Cup last year was absolutely uh, fantastic. You know, we yeah. beat Blackpool. We beat, Blackpool, we beat yeah. I think, we beat Rochdale. You know what I mean? We got beat off Burnley at home. You know, yeah. we t- you know, and that's come from our junior setup. It's absolutely fantastic. And some of them lads will be rewarded by pre-season um, training with our first team this season. Training with the first team. And, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, is a, that is a huge selling point, isn't it, to bring in, yeah. bring yeah. in lads and in. And then they'll, yeah. they'll be punching then, you know, if they're good enough, we have a manager who, who will let them play and, uh, you know, but, they, you know, they'll, they'll get on the bench, they'll experience the, that first team environment, which we, we, we love because what we do at the club, well, we, 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 when the first team train, we have the youth team training at the same oh. time. So, the manager will pull some over, come and train, and and that's in, that's important as well. So it's really even even like the manager wandering over and watching them watching them for five minutes, or it just gives yeah. them a big boost as well, doesn't yeah. it? Stuff like that. Well, yeah, well, yeah. well Mark, 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 Mark's been our youth development officer for the last fifteen years at the club. He works for us full time, and uh, so oh. Mark knows the importance of the youth set up. And uh, but Mark's been the most successful manager at youth level. Uh, in terms of the youth teams uh, yeah. that we've had, in terms of winning, winning everything, and uh, and that's why we decided when we did uh, to appoint Mark as our manager. Okay, great. How long's he? How long's Mark been first team manager now? Then well, it's, 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 it, well, it's it's weird because the season before we appointed him at Christmas, yeah. and then, and then he only had half a season, and yeah. then now. 
he's, he's had his full season and then he, that's cut short. So, so, he's, so he's, done a, he's done a full season with a pre-season in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So he's just, he's just absolutely crazy. I feel sorry for him, really. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, you mean, you know, Mark, Mark works well in the uh, loan market. You know, he knows a, a good young player like at the club. So, you know, Mark, Mark just gets around what we give him in terms of the budget. You know, he, he works hard in terms of getting... Uh, Players with potential and, uh, and 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 looking into the law market. Yeah, sounds fantastic. So, talk us through what sort of the role of chairman at a club at that level, where Kersner operating, looks like. What does it What does a week look like? I don't mean a week at the moment when there's not much happening, but a standard week when the season's in full flow. What do you get involved in? As a, as a chairman, I get, what do you, is, is it easy to ask you what you don't get involved in? Well, I mean, if people people ask you from the the catering staff to to anything, the bar staff or whatever, I have to get involved because you know that them sort of services what we do, like the catering, the, the bar, you know, uh, are you know they're our focal point in terms of like getting our our. Um, revenue so they have to be really coming hand in hand and uh, so you know we have Harry who obviously I spoke about before Harry Twamley who's at the club all the time he, he watches over things and then obviously I'm running the business and a business so he sort of like oversees a few things and keeps things ticking over you've got Harry Galloway who's our president he usually down there you've got John Clayton he's another he's another uh, director who's, who's based at the club so we have we have a lot of people who are doing things in the day which help the club still keep going and then right. and then they they report or talk talk to me about any problems or whatever. But listen, these type these type of people have been with the club all, all, a long time will make the right decision at the football club. So but we, we work together and, and, and we make decisions. So regarding my role is is obviously it's the first time uh, at this uh, being chairman but Nothing's been changed. It's not changed since I've been, been vice chairman, really, in terms of like. But I have a bit. I have a responsibility overseeing things and talking to other board members and getting their advice. And we come together collectively as a board. Yeah. And what does what does a match day look like as, as chairman? Do you get to in, enjoy the match day and go and watch your team, or just? Sort oh of, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we travel with the team on the coach. Yeah. Uh, we have the directors. We have, we have, you know, we have, we have a, we have a, we have a, like anybody else. And uh, we, we're passionate about our football. We, we have a, we have a little bit of a tipple, and uh, yeah. we just, we, we just, we just, we just like working class people who, who run a football yeah. club, but with a, yeah. a, a big passion, and yeah. uh, and we're all like that, you know. Uh, and, uh, and and we love the club, and uh, we, we're, we're a fan. We're a fan yeah. as well as a chairman and vice yeah. chairman and directors. Yeah, well, that's ultimately how we all get involved in football. And, and it was interesting listening to your explanation of your journey. You got involved because most people get involved with football. They either, they either play and play and play and go straight into coaching or they sort of come out of football a bit and then a, a, a child or family member brings them back in. And that was similar to my journey. With my lad, I got uh, he he went playing for Turton, and I started getting involved in Turton, and, and sort of it, it, it grows from there. Which it, so it was interesting listening to the similar similarity of, of, of yeah. your journey there with it. But 
I think you know we're all we're all fans, and the passion the passion is the currency that, that all football clubs operate on. Really, we can talk about you know budgets and but without that passion, without the people that do all the stuff that that you just don't see. You know, it's when they when they're not doing it, you notice what they do. Don't if that makes sense. People yeah. do do lots of jobs, and that that runs every football club from yeah. a, from a Sunday league pub team to to right up to the point where everyone's. Yeah. Full-time member of staff, which is obviously into league football. But when we're when we're at when we're at home, you know, it's you know, it's I'm you know, I'll I'll meet the fellow directors, but I like to be around, like talking to fans. We've got some great stewards at the club. Uh, You know, it's just um, just go meet people. Just you know, because at the end of the day, that's what I like to do. I like to go and talk to everybody, and uh, we've got great hospitality at the club now, and. you know, our, our director said, "Why? Who, who, who does absolutely fantastic at that?" And uh, he gets them all going. We have uh, play cards right and, and everything. It's and we have <laughs> you know, we'll sit down meal. It, it, it's absolutely brilliant, and uh, we've worked hard on that side of the club, and we get a lot of sponsors coming, and and it becomes a really good day. And uh, you know, they pick them on a match. The manager comes beforehand, and and everything. So. So it's it, it's just a vibe what you're trying to bring at the club, and what I'm trying to do is, is bring that vibe and 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 trying to make us better. You know what I mean? Uh, one minute. That's Jimmy. That's that's Jimmy. That uh, the, the the vice chairman trying to ring me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the phone never stops in, uh, in football, yeah. does it? Oh, yeah, I I, again, I don't want to keep keep going on about Connie, but we had this with Connie. His phone was ringing all the time, and he had it, at the time he packed packed in, but his phone was still ringing me stuff when we were. Yeah. When we were, anyway, but, I think he just got people to keep ringing him to show shows how busy yeah. he was in involved in football. Yeah, no, yeah, but but but, but regarding you know. Listen, I don't want to be one of these chairmen in these ivory tower. I want to be, oh. I want to be a chairman where I want to meet people. I want to talk to people. I want to, you know, be involved and 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 be part of something special, which I, I think we have at Curzon, and uh, may along it, it, it can continue because you know. But obviously, we're going through this bad period now, or this tough period. But the one thing I said, like I said before. The, the the art of the club will, will bring us through, and I think you know it'll be brilliant. You know, I think we'll bounce back, hopefully. And uh, but with the people we have there, so I'm 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 not got any qualms about that. No, no, I'm, me neither. And I know, obviously, I'm fairly fairly local and know the history or a little bit of the history of mm. of Curzon and stuff, and not certainly know the reputation of, of the club and the facilities and stuff like that. But mm. So we so we touched on where they're playing at now as a club, and they were founded in 1964. Did you say Great. early on, so in 1963. So this is the early 60s. So they've not been, you know, around that long to be playing at a, a great level that they're playing yeah. at now. So what? Where did that? How quick and rapid has that journey been? So how long have they been in the league than they're at now, and and how did they progress up the? Well, it, the it, last it, this years? is going to be our sixth season in this. In this league, yeah. so yeah. which is a great achievement, um, absolutely. And uh, you know, we're the youngest club in Townside, you know, because obviously yeah. you've got your Stalybridge, the Hyde, Ralston, Ashton United, you know, they were founded, Ashton United founded in 18 something, so uh, Stalybridge have got a big history, Hyde have, you know, so mostly have, you know, so we when we kicked off obviously in 1963 we, we were one of the you know lowest ranked teams in Termside 
Yeah. And uh, but now we're we're the highest, and uh, yeah. and that's coming that space of time. And um, but but that's only down to hard work, and um, and you know the players we've had, you know, in the club. So and and as you can imagine, in terms side, it's very very competitive in terms of players. Um, mm. You can go from Curzon to up the road, and then you're at, at Stale Bridge. Then you go down the road, you're at Hyde, and then you're up you're, the other way. You're going to Drawsden, you know, yeah. and then up the up the hill, you're going to Mosley. So yeah. you can imagine, you can imagine how much competition. Then you've got on the outskirts, you've got FC United, you've got Avro mm. coming through the ranks, mm. people mm. like that. So it, the the competition is no end, and uh, so, so it's very, it's it, it's important. It's important that you know we 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 um, we um, sort that out in terms. Not of the vice chairman knocking the door, is it? That is no, it? no, it's an neighbour actually. He's <laughs> <laughs> answering. I'll go round. <laughs> <laughs> so, who would you um, who would you class as your sort of big rivals? Who's your local derby then? You always listed a lot of teams. Then who would if there be one game where it'd bring the fans and the lords of so, um, the, the 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 biggest rival for me um, would be Ashley United, obviously. Um, they're the ones who who are up the road, um, you know. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it, it's probably them really, in, in my opinion. Um, uh, so yeah, but we we we, we but we like. What I like to do is I like to in this league I like to go to the big clubs like the Yorks and the Chesters. Yeah. I mean, we beat Chester this season, which was great. Yeah. York um, never beaten this season, so you know it, it's 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 just little little curves and going to big, big clubs like this and and and, and turning them over really, and I love it, you know, yeah. and. Uh, and, and and they get the biggest cheer off me when that happens. Believe you me, you know. Yeah, no, I, so, can I can imagine. So. Well, a good, a good, a good pal of mine, an ex-manager at, at uh, Turton, actually. Art, Neil Artie is one of the first team coaches with Bernard and John over there at Chester. So that'll have uh, he's a miserable, miserable get at the best of times, Artie. So that'll have put him in uh, in a bad mood that no doubt when they didn't beat you. So they, yeah, they, I mean, because they're, they're obviously a team that are that are looking to. Sort of bouncing. I mean, there's a lot of teams in that in that league. You're in there, aren't you? That, as you say, are oh, big clubs, and yeah, they'll be looking. You know, I mean, they'll consider, to still consider themselves league clubs. I mean, you look at Hereford, You know, yeah. they, you know, the Ronnie Rashford stand and all that lot. Yeah. The bar. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. We we would have never have thought when we were formed in 1963 we were playing teams like that. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think Harry would say that who founded the club. You know, so. So you can imagine the the journey we're on, and we're still on, and uh, and you know, and hopefully we can we can um, keep progressing in this league and keep you know believing that we can do better. Than we we do every season. So the ambition is to keep aiming to. Yeah, I mean, people ask me this: what, what would you what would you do if you went up? Oh, well. Wanna panic? <laughs> <laughs> Go out and celebrate. That's what you start, Two, I might have to sell me house. <laughs> no, but no, it, it's one of them, isn't it? End of the day, you know. Until it happens, I think it's like um, if you looked at Charlie's situation last season, 
they won the playoffs and they've gone up. Uh, and their their um, chairman are very down to earth. We've known them at Curzon for a long time, Ken and that. And yeah. you know, and uh, and and they said it's going to be tough going up financially. You know, because you're travelling, you you you're staying away. You know, you've got to travel down to Burnham Wood and people like that, and you're staying over. So you can imagine how that must cost staying in hotels yeah. and, and the coach. It's unbelievable. Um, so, like I said to you before, if we went up, I'd be very, I'd be scared more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's scared. You've just got to strive, haven't you? That's yeah, my yeah, my well, you, you listen. You've got. You, if we did it, what an achievement! But you know, I think you know it, it, it would be tough. But you'd have a go, wouldn't you? Like anything else. Yeah, yeah, you know. Absolutely. So, what's the longest trip you make in that league? Then, where's the farthest? Um, you do? Last year, well, Blythe's Blythe's a, a nightmare. Blythe, um, <laughs> our our bogey team, that. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then um, Gloucester, Kings Lane, nightmares. You know. Yeah, I mean, they must have been right on the cusp of going into the, the South League. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brackley's yeah. Uh, a nightmare. You know. I mean, you know, we played uh, live in FA Cup replay last year, and uh, and we didn't get back till two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't work next day. It was like, you know, but, it's but there. yeah, but them are the them are the sacrifices you do, you know. the sort of trips you remember, though, aren't they? Those those ones where you've all yeah. and you're all in it together. It's not yeah. like everyone else got back yeah. and you got back. You're all in it together. And you're all tired. They're, they're not when you. They're not when you lose, though. You know? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh... they were the ones where you you don't want to. But listen, that, that was going to be the next question. How did you get on? But... <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know, it, I think the only thing as well, me, I'm I'm a passionate chairman in terms of like you know, I'm not afraid to say something to the manager. You know, in terms of like, well, you know, we won't go very good tonight. Well, what we're going on, you know, and. And, and I'm like that with the players, you know. I'll I'll, I'll see as I see it, you know. And uh, so, but you know. And how does how does that go down then? Do you ever get told to do one by the? How is that? How is those? No, no, because the the, the, the like I said, they, they take me as the as lay me in terms of. You know, we, we're all passionate. We're all passionate that we want to win. You know, we want to win a football game, aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah. You know, it don't matter if you're chairman or not. You know, you still gotta you've got to want want to win because it's a waste of time doing it otherwise. Yeah. Well, you end up you, you start the journey as a fan of the football team, don't you? And end up as chairman. You, it yeah. doesn't tend to be the other way around. No. Um, so no. that sort of brings us on to sort of you mentioned there with the talks to the manager and being forthright with him and straight with your uh, opinions. Let's talk for a minute about the sort of chairman manager relationship and how that's important. I mean, how often do you? Sort of speak to your manager. Does he, does he keep you up to speed with everything that's going on? Do you want to, you know, whatever? Yeah, that I, mean, I mean, the good thing about me and Mark is we grew up together, so we've known each other for since we were kids. So uh, we're similar age. Uh, so, so it's it's a good relationship um, in terms of you know Mark or. Will speak to us in terms of like um, players, in terms of like he'll keep us informed. Uh, he'll 
tell us if he's interested in a player and how much money he wants, which they all do that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, and then we say yes or no, really. Uh, and then Mark goes ahead and starts talking to him and uh, see if we can get it over the line. So, but I spoke to him today. Um, he keeps us informed about a lot of things uh, and vice versa we, we do with him um, yeah. and we, we, we support him the best we can in terms of um, if it's not just money but talking to him about um, anything he needs in terms of um, facility, facilities and equipment and just everything really what he wants for the team yeah. uh, and so it's a really good relationship, and um, but I think it does help because I've known him for a long time, a long, long time. Yeah. So it makes those diff- not necessarily difficult dis- discussions easy, does it? But you know, you're, when you do clash on something, have a difference of opinions, or say yeah. something yeah. straight, you, yeah. when you when that's coming from a foundation of being yeah. pals or yeah. friends, then that makes it yeah. easy. But, but I guess, but but Mark's no under no illusions because he's been a pro himself. He's, yeah. He he knows, you know, if. You know, if obviously it had to come to a, a situation where, you know, we had to make some difficult decisions and we'd have to do it because yeah. at the end of the day, friendship can't come in the way of, of running a, yeah. a, a business or a football club. So, yeah. so it's one of them, you know, he's not, he's not that because he's been in football all his life. That's all he's known. So, yeah. so he knows that. A player, if he don't get his contract, he moves on. Same, same with him. If he don't get his contract, yeah. he moves on. You know, and that's yeah. it. You know, yeah. so he knows that. He knows so, that. He knows that um, conversation as well. You know, we we have we, we we talk about things like that sometimes. Yeah, of course. Have you had any um, big set twos over sort of real disagreements over him wanting to bring a player and you say no? Or I don't know if there's ever players that. You get people getting touch with you as a club and say we've got a player here. Have you ever had any real disagreements or the, the one thing the one thing we don't do at Curzon is we won't interfere with him in terms of who he brings in. That's down to his decision, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we might say, hmm, we might watch him for a couple of games and think, Oh, hang on a minute, where's yeah. he come from? Yeah. You know, come from Dog and Dork, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, end of the day. It's the manager's decision. He he he, he picks the team, and uh, we can have our say, but he picks yeah. the team. That, yeah. That's the way it should be, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, he, he's got to make them decision, hasn't he? And he, he's learning fast, Mark, because you know he, he he's not managed at this level. He's played at this level and been successful, but playing and managing is a different kettle of fish. So he knows he has to he has to perform. He has to um, make sure that we stay in this football league. Yeah. yeah. So what about what about budget clashes? Have you had any sort of or does, does you just understand where where you are budget wise? You don't have you can't, we can't have them clashes because that's yeah. that's it. You either go without budget. budget or yeah. you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple, isn't it? You know, yeah. we can't we can't we can't pull it out of thin air. No. But what we can do is we can say that's your budget and then as things progress, you try and help him, don't you? You know, yeah. as you know, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he, you know, he, 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 we start on a budget. Come Christmas, we might have a bit of money in the pot. He might want another striker, or he might want another yeah. midfielder, or whatever. Yeah. And we're trying to support that, and but yeah. that's down to him to come and tell us and ask us that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they always want a striker, don't they? Particularly for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? A striker. Yeah. That's always yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we were we were we were we were chatting just before we started recording. I know there was there was some sort of stuff around the community stuff and the and the current situation that you're doing at Curzon that you really wanted to talk about and, and yeah. I was keen that we didn't, didn't miss out. So tell us about what Curzon have been have been doing around the yeah. sort of COVID stuff and the community stuff. So one of the the, the, the the things or the successful things we've done at the club as well as the juniors as well as you know getting the, the ground and things like that is our community stuff. Uh, we we have a we have a um, Curzon Foundation and we have a Curzon Charity as well. So we work. Um, we have um, a lad called Andy Cheshire who, who runs our outward community stuff and uh, works tirelessly in terms of like getting um, little well projects off the ground and things like that. So just before COVID, we had um, a lot. We did a lot with the mental health. Uh, on a Friday, they come oh. to the club and they would do like you could get a free haircut, you could do boxing, you could do, and it was just a, a free meal and all that. It was all sorts of things what we were doing in the community. Where if you if you wanted to come and meet someone and have a chat with someone, or you didn't want to go and get your haircut in a barber's, you could have it done at Curzon. And, and, and he brought this project in and it ran for thirteen weeks and. It was just absolutely fantastic, you know what we were doing. But we not we do we do walking football at the club. We do military vets at the. We've got a team of that. Uh, and then just recently with COVID nineteen, we were we was uh, approached by an homeless organisation. They wanted a, a big catering um, kitchen, and obviously we have that at the club because obviously our functions, and yeah. uh, they wanted to use our kitchen to provide uh, meals for the homeless uh, and would it be possible to use it? Well, obviously, we, we didn't hesitate because we know how important it is because homeless people were trying to get into accommodation because they didn't want to be on the streets. And so for the last four or five weeks, we've had two outside fridges where where. They, they, they've got all the stuff and they come every day and they, and they produce meals for the homeless and then they, they have people taking them to these people who are, who are vulnerable and who, who are in uh, homeless shelters so that's what we do and the other thing is is from next week we will be a testing centre for the COVID-19 uh, which the army will be coming down and testing uh, doing a testing facility on our car park Right. So another thing where we can help the community uh, in terms of um, having these sort of things going on at the club. But but like I said to you before at the beginning, you know, that's one of our strengths at the club. The the facilities allow us to do this. But not only that, it, it's, it's the community as a whole what we feel, what we want to buy into because at the end of the day, then community, a lot of them will might come and, and come and watch the first team as well. So that's yeah. what we want. Yeah, no, that's excellent. That's um, again, you know, everything you, you're telling us on, on this podcast about about Curzon is is uh, you know starts with that being part of the community. I think, yeah. isn't it? That's that's what's yeah. and it's you're very keen to sort of get that across when we were yeah. when we were chatting off. 
yeah. off, air, off air before. So it's a testament to you and the guys at the club allowing that to happen. I'm presuming you just give, you just donate that, what, use the car park or something for the testing yeah. station. Yeah, yeah. So, so they'll use it, they'll use our, our um, one of our bar, bar areas to put all the stuff and, right. uh, and then, you know, they offered they offered to pay us end something, but we would never do that because at the end of the day it's for a good cause and and uh, you know and well people might say well don't you need money now but that, that's last of our worries when we want to try and help the community. You know, well, take my hat off to you and well done, thank you. You know, for for, for allowing that to happen because that's the real community. Yeah. It's going to make a difference, isn't it, to, to, to yeah. us getting getting past where we're at now. The more testing that we get, yeah. that we get done and yeah. meeting these testing targets and stuff. So, yeah. so fantastic. Well done. Um, you know, as a, as a chairman, we spoke about managers wanting to about wanting strikers for Christmas and things like that. As, as, as a chairman of a club at your level, and the obvious answer is more more money. But if there was one thing that you could get for Curzon that would make it better for the club and better for you as a chairman... Is is there one thing that you would like to see the club get that it hasn't got now? Um, well, I mean, the thing is for us, uh, obviously, a lot of our all our board are all members of, uh, of the board all put their time in, you know. Yeah. And there's a, there's a few people put put the money in as well, and you know we all contribute something, uh, you know, some more than others, but. But that's that's the way it is. But you know, the problem we—it's not a problem. But the thing we haven't got at the club, we we there's no asset at the club because the ground is owned by the council. So yeah. So we 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 lease that, and we have we have that uh, on a on a long lease. So so it's in, it's hard to get an investor to come in on board because there's no asset. But mm. you know, if if someone wants to. To, to come in the club and invest some money, well, we'd always look at that. But yeah. at the end of the day, what they've got to remember is, is we as a club, we run the club. So, yeah. you know, we are what is life and soul into this club. So yeah. whoever did come in and want to put some money behind us, they, they have to remember that that's, that's the way it is. But mm. I just want us to carry on as we're doing, you know, trying to mm. punch in above our weight in this league. And then yeah. see what comes of it. See if we do get a break. Do do we get a massive big sponsor? Do we, mm. you know, what will, will sponsor us for the next ten years? But put mm. a, a, a considerable lot of money into the club. That would be lovely, but it's not going to be the bait be and end all. You no. know, if we can keep doing what we're doing, I'll be quite happy. I'll be yeah. quite happy to go to York City. I'll be quite happy to go to Chester City, and 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 beat them. You know what I mean? So. Well, I'm right. not worried about things like that. All I'm worried about is that the hope of our club is our community. And if we keep that as as we are and keep our juniors intact, I'm, I'm quite happy to, to go along with it and, and, and play this level of football. And if we do go up, we go up. If yeah. we go down, it'll always, it'll, it'll always, it, your club always is there, isn't it? You know what I mean? So, yeah, we look at any club at any level, and I mean, you only have to look at some of the clubs in that in that division that, that you're in. Like as you say, every club, virtually every club, apart from the real echelons at the top of it, have cycles, don't they? You know, oh, so yeah. it's 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 inevitable. You know, and it's it's like that with football. You know, you can win ten games on a row. You know, you're going to lose one. 
you can lose 10 games, you know you'll eventually win one. And that's what keeps people coming back to football, isn't it? And, and yeah. it's that perennial cycle of, yeah. Yeah. of, of but, trying to achieve but, all the time. But just going back to your point, though, the, the one thing I want is, is, is the biggest one for me, the, the amount of stuff we do in the community, I think, and the hardest thing, what I see as a football club is getting people through the door. Yeah? Because yeah. there's a lot of competition in Tameside. So, all I want is to our crowds to go up, right? And then they come and watch the game. They have a match day experience. They come in. They, they say, oh, it's great here. Yeah? You know, booze. Yeah. You get a drink. You get a pie. You get this. You get that. You know, and we offer loads of incentives at the club in terms of free season tickets. We Last year, we give... Uh, if you signed up, you, everybody in uh, in I think it was in Ashton area got a free season ticket. But all you have to do is sign up, you know. Right. So that got us a lot of people in. But yeah. the one th- thing through this, the things we do in the community, I hope people in the community notice this and start coming watching us. And I think yeah. if we can, we can get our crowds up, that yeah. would be a fantastic thing for me as chairman yeah. of the football club. Having to, more to, people to watching the yeah. as well as as well as having more money, but that that yeah. you know that's one of them. We'll just I think attendance is it's, it's like and you know this running running a business as well as running a football club. But there are, there are tangibles, intangibles, and and you know what your crowds were coming into it, and it's a, so it's a measurable yeah. thing, isn't it? Bringing bring your crowd. Yeah. I mean, what do you get in crowd wise? Well, you see, I think we've been only we only averaging throughout the season. I think four hundred people, but. That's not good enough at our level, you know. Yeah. We 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 feel, you know, we would need more coming through the gate. And when you get people through the gate, even though we're offering incentives, it gives us more revenue. People paying. Not only that, if they're paying a, a discounted rate, they're going to buy a pint. They're going to buy a pie. They're going to buy an hot dog. Yeah. They're going to do this. Yeah. So they're going to buy a, an half time ticket draw. You know, you know what it's like. And yeah. them are the hardest things trying to generate people to come and and only purely because of the competition in the area yeah. that is purely yeah. what it is if, yeah. if well, we had a if we had if we had a team side united you know with all the teams together i can i can i can hear still bridging i now and people are well, what 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 but no <laughs> you, did, you imagine it and we all played at the yeah. same size stadium we'd have yeah. we'd have we'd have Massive big crowds, won't we? But so you heard, you heard it here first on this podcast. You know, it started out the the movement started. <laughs> no, but or the or the process of started. It, it, the other, but, yeah. but it will never happen. But what I'm trying to say is, I think you know, my passion is trying to get people through the gate, get more people involved. We've got a, a really good community around the club, around the area. We've a lot of incentives. Just come and support us. Come and come and give us a, a bit of support. You'll enjoy the day. Uh, get in the Nash bar, have a pint after, and, and it's great. So that's that's what I want. I want more people coming watching Curzon Nash Football Club. Listen, when people will be sat at home listening to this now, thinking that's what I want. I'm stuck in my house. I'm sick of the, the missus, yeah. the husband, the boyfriend. The girl. Yeah. That's exact. You might have bigger crowd. Once the list comes out, people will be will be locked down. I hope so. Sort of crazy and want to come yeah. along and watch, watch some football. Yeah. So I hope that does. I hope you sort of achieve that aim of improving that. I'll be I'll be watching for that now. Watching the crowds every every oh, week yeah. and seeing every yeah, yeah, seeing yeah, yeah, and yeah. texting you, ringing you up and stuff. Yeah. But uh, 
No, it's it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting story with Kurs, and I, I I admire them as a club. I admire the work that everyone's done there, and and you know it's a tough a tough gig being a chairman. I mean, look looking into next season, you've mentioned um, that you know obviously you know where you're at next season. You're in that division, so you, we don't know when it's starting. We don't know what budgets are. So how do you start planning for next season? How's your manager planning? Are you just not? Are you just sat on your hands waiting to see? Have you got well, players under contract for next season? Or? Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know, we, we've we've obviously the the manager has 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 like told us that the, the players he wants and uh, from last yeah. season who were on contract, yeah. and you know we've we've sort of like offered them terms. So you know, so it, it, it's it's it, as far as that concerned, that's that that will still go ahead. If, um, so you are so you are in a position to offer contracts to players and stuff at the, the moment, yeah. and you're yeah. doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's always there's always a but at the moment because we we don't know a lot of things yeah. going on. It's the starting when point. Start, yeah. When are, when are we going to start? You know, you know when can we open the club to have our you know which is a long way off at the moment. Functions, gatherings, it's just it's just crazy. And plus, we know as a football club we'll have to change things how we work how we work in terms of if they still have to do social distancing and. There's all sorts. I mean, the the risk assessment. What we've got to do at the football club is just going to go. It's just going to go through the roof. But it has to be done, you know. And uh, but listen, one thing though for me is that whatever you you say in this football crisis, uh, sorry, in this crisis, football will never ever go away. And uh, for clubs like yours, clubs like mine. You know, the, the one thing about football, in my opinion, everyone bounces back, everyone comes together. You know, it's like, you know, we, we had a crowdfunding page, it's still going now. You know, the target was 10 grand. You know, all right, then we're, we're on six and a half. We've got probably about 20 days left, but it's just absolutely fantastic what we, the response we've had off that. We've had mm. people, you know, give money from America and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I can't thank him enough. You know, and uh, you know, six and a half grand to Kerr's and Aston Football Club is big money. You know, yeah, so, so it helps. It helps. It helps pay the gas bill and the, and yeah. the electric bill. You know yeah. what I mean? And a little bit towards that striker, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I was tell I, the manager that. <laughs> edit that bit out. You know, not <laughs> so it's an interesting point you make there. I was listening to. I was reading something this morning about. Um, I think he's called Gerald Krasner. I might have his name a bit wrong. He's ex-Leeds United chairman and he works for one of the big mm. KPMG or Pricewater or something like that. And he was saying if football doesn't get back soon, then fans will lose engagement and become disengaged mm. with football and find something else. And they won't be the same amount of fans coming back to football. And I just read it at the time and I thought, what a lot of bollocks that is. It, that, mm. People are craving football more than ever, you know. Mm. Imagine the push game that's on that's on telly, whether that's going to be Sky oh, yeah. or to be on, it's going to be viewing figures through the roof in it because everyone's craving it. Well, is, more is, is, than is, is, is the German league starting this weekend? Start is it this week or next week? Yeah, it's imminent, yeah. isn't it? I mean, that's well, going to get. I think that's on BT. Can you imagine people watching that, won't they? You know. I know it's yeah. uh, it's going to be it's going to be mad. So I didn't 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 agree with that when I read it to myself this morning, and, and it's just with you saying that it triggered me thinking about it. So that's not. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like kids in it. You know, there's always a worry that oh well. You know, I heard one of one of the lads who worked for me, and he was saying to me, "What about 
you know, some of these kids might lose interest. And I went, I said, no, they won't. They'll never, they'll never lose interest. They'll never lose interest because when you play football, it's in you, isn't it? If you're yeah. four, five, anything, it's in you. So it doesn't matter because everyone will want to be craving to come back. I mean, listen, I have parents text me because I still, I, I, believe it or not, I still run an under nine team. You know, so 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 it's it it they're they're ringing me. Oh, when you know we we can go one to one now, can't we? I said no, we can't go one to one. No, we can't. You know, so they're all craving to come back. You know what I mean? And uh, that'll never change. That never. Fantastic. Listen, Wayne, I've I've loved chatting to you. It's been absolutely fantastic learning. Curzon's always a club that I've looked at and 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 with real admiration in terms of what you've what you've done and to learn more about it during this podcast yeah. and the community side of it's clearly shining yeah. through the passion for the people in the club your passion amazing i mean running i mean that they just tell them you're running an under nines team you're heading the juniors up you're heading running yeah. a, a business and running curves you know the passion and drive that you have for your football club is is, is unbelievable so i i i, I only you. understand a little bit of that being a chairman i'm not operating at the level that you're operating there so um hats off to you well done uh, Football, um, real football matters to you. It's, it's obvious listening to you. Uh, I can see it. We're, we're seeing each other on, on on Skype recording this podcast. I can see it in every animation that you're dis- discussing about it. So thank you for sharing it all with us. Mm. I'm going to be watching the journey with real interest. Um, and, Curzon, and, 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 for, and for doing this, let, I'm going to speak to my manager and I'm going to say, this lad needs a, he, he, he needs a pre-season friendly with his team next season. Oh, oh yeah, we'd love that, yeah. Oh, Jonesy would love that. Our, our yeah. first team manager, yeah, we texted him. So no, 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 no seriously, we'll do something. What I'd like to do, yeah. even if, if we brought our good youth team to you or whatever, yeah. It, yeah. It, it'll be, I'd like to organise that for you, yeah. uh, for, for putting this podcast and putting it out there for us. Well, thank you. I'd love to. Um, yeah. It's it. Everyone can hear. Everyone heard that as a promise. It's as good as a contract. <laughs> that's so I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> But when thank, thank, thank you so much, um, and, yeah. and well done. I would like just to say a final well done to the to the stuff you're doing for the COVID, the tests and stuff. We'd all, I'm sure, like to um, like to thank say you. thanks, thanks for that. So, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Yeah, look forward to having a pint with you in person. Yeah, look forward to that pre-season friendly. Yeah, when yeah, Top no man. problem, mate. No problem. Thank you. So that was Wayne Salkeld, what a guy, what a podcast. I really enjoyed that chat. I hope you guys did too. Really interesting to hear about what Curzon are doing, where they're going and and, and definitely some of the stuff they're doing within the community. And I even managed to get a a pre-season friendly for turn out of it. So everyone was happy at the end of that. Hope you enjoyed it. Spread the word, tell everyone the podcast. See you on the next one.